Real quick, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Yes, it it really is pretty easy. And it's free. That's the bonus. That's why I have the app, because it's free. Uh, It also has certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I use my iPhone. It's really iPhone friendly. I know a lot of apps aren't really iPhone friendly, but this one actually is. I mean, it's pretty simple to use. Uh, Anchor will also distribute all your podcasts for you. So anywhere that has podcasts and it'll be open, Anchor will send it for you. You don't have to try to submit at different places. One click and boom, it's there. And you can, the most important, I mean, you can make money from it with your podcast. I mean, you just pump it out. And once it starts to get traction, you start making some money. It's pretty cool. And Anchor will do all that for you again. It will show you everything through the app. And it's really everything you need to make a podcast in one place. You don't really need a bunch of different uh, shit to try to get it going. You just download the app, hit record, uh, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I mean, Graveyard Grumbler uses it, so it must be good. All right. Thank you for listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is season one, episode six. I am your host, Tino Romero, a.k.a. the Graveyard Grumbler, and you are listening to Graveyard Grumbler podcast. Today's episode, big dreams, big dreams, big dreams, big dreams. You know, the big dreams that you had as a child growing up. No, not the dreams of wanting to have sex with a bus full of women or ladies, a bus full of firemen. I'm talking about things that you wanted to be when you were a child. You know, what I want to be when I grow up, those type of big dreams. But first, before I get into that episode, I just want to give a quick thank you to everyone who listens to my podcast. It means so much to me that you take your time out and listen to my podcast. I mean, I I really enjoy making these podcasts. I have a lot of fun and it makes it that much more enjoyable that I do have people who are willing to listen to me talk. So... With that aside, thank you very, very much for everyone who listens and supports the Graveyard Grumbler podcast. So let's get back to our topic, big dreams. Now, everybody has big dreams what they want to be when they grow up. You know, as a child, people ask you constantly, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? Hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? A lot of kids, I want to be a fireman. You know, I want to be a police officer. I want to be a rock star. So you have all these different ideas and career paths or future careers that that you want to pursue. Uh, In my case, there was a couple things that I wanted to be when I grew up. First off, most importantly, was I wanted to be a fucking rock star. I mean, I'm just going to flat out say that. I wanted to make music, go on stage, tour the country, have do a buttload of fucking cocaine, have all these groupies, I want to live the rock star life like Jim Morrison, Ozzy Osbourne, the Beatles, Mick Jagger. I'm talking about just your amazing fucking rock stars. That's what I want it to be. I've been obsessed with music ever since I was a little kid and finding these amazing rock stars, which Jim Morrison is my all time favorite rock star. The Doors, one of my all time favorite bands. And that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a rock star. But as a child, not being very musically gifted, I decided to look at more realistic things. So one of my more realistic goals was I wanted to be a sheriff. Not, not, not your typical sheriff. I wanted to be the badass fucking sheriff from like Hang'em High or the outlaw Josie Wales. 
I'm talking about that fucking sheriff, Tombstone. I wanted to have the badass cowboy hat, the big ass shiny star sheriff badge on my shirt, spurs, cowboy boots, fucking six shooter. That's the sheriff I wanted to be. And that was a realistic goal for me. And if I wasn't able to become a sheriff, the next thing I wanted to do was I wanted to become a doctor. I wanted to become a doctor just because I had the the ability to take everyone's pressure and stress and try to do something, maybe save a life, maybe just do something that'll that'll make somebody happy. That and again, this is all as a child. But the most most important, realistic number one thing I wanted to be when I grow up is I wanted to be an oil field foreman, just like my dad. My dad worked for an oil company called Brooks Oilfield. I think they, they closed down actually in Bakersfield, California. Then he moved over to Lufkin where he became an oilfield foreman. And my dad was my superhero, just like fathers are, are little boys' superheroes and little girls' superheroes for forever, unless the dad is a complete fucking waste of space and a dickhead and you just want to kick him in his nuts because he's just, he's just a waste. He would rather go work three and a half hours at Build-A-Bear instead of being out there and, you know, do do what he needs to do to make sure that he's a good role model. I'm not talking about that that fucking dickhead. I'm talking about, you know, a dad who works really hard to be a good dad, a good husband, good provider. And, and for mothers, too. I mean, when my dad passed away, my mom actually showed me the drive to get my ass up and go to work every day. But this is before my dad passed away. When I was a child, I remember my dad talking about how stressful his job was. And not as far as uh, mental, it's physical. There's physical stress. There was a lot of things depending. There was gas, there was material, hazardous materials. There were blowouts. There were a bunch of things that could have gone wrong. And my dad might have beefed it up. Who knows? But for me personally, it was the most amazing job I've ever wanted to do. And so moving forward as a child, again, you go to elementary school and people ask, you know, hey, teachers, what do you want to be when you grow up? And the first time that I got a fucking reality check was I was in the second grade and my teacher, who shall remain remain nameless, asked me, hey, little graveyard grumbler. What do you want to be when you grow up? And me being excited and confident, I wanted to be just like my dad. And I looked her in the eye and I said, I want to work in the oil fields. And she looked at me with the most disgusted look ever and said, why? When you could do so much better. Now you're telling this to a little second grader. I'm like, hey, man, fuck you. Well, I didn't say that out loud, of course, because I didn't have the foul mouth like I do now when I was a child. But you have this teacher who is supposed to guide you to pursue your dreams. And being told that you can do better when your dad is out there breaking his back and you think that he is doing the most difficult, outstanding, most wonderful job that's ever existed. Now, that was a kick to my little grape nuts back when I was a second grader. And that really, really shot down my confidence. Now... Teachers don't understand, or back when I was a, when I was in elementary, teachers don't understand the power they had and the influence they had over the shit that they would tell their students. Because if 
I was told to, hey, go ahead and, and become that foreman in the oil fields, but don't stop there. Become an engineer in the oil fields and you can still run a crew like your dad, but you'll have so much more responsibilities. You know, if I was told that as, as a second grader, then fuck, you know, it would have been sky's the limit. But again, getting a steel toe boot to my little grape nuts back in second grade, I was completely devastated. It's like, what the fuck? What do you mean I can do better? There can't do better than a fucking uh, foreman in the oil field. Are you crazy, lady? Do you understand this? And so, you know, after being told that and I was asked a couple weeks later and with already being self-conscious for my my initial answer, I told her, you know, I want to be a cop. Oh, that's great. You can become a cop. That's awesome. Now, what the fuck is the difference? You know, I understand, you know, cops are law and order protect. And I wouldn't say that they have a more important job, but it is a more demanding job as far as you have a lot more on their shoulders than a law enforcement officer, which I do applaud and I'm truly grateful for all law enforcement agencies. But as a child, you don't see that different. You see that Every job under the job that your dad has is nothing. It's fucking peanuts. So I gave the, you know, the PC answer. I want to be a cop. And I was praised. Yeah, you can do that. You can be, you can become a cop. So I was like, great. Shut up now. So fast forward a few years. Now I'm a sixth grader. I have a little more, I wouldn't say sense, but I have a little more knowledge on how things run in elementary. I've been around the block a couple times. I'm, I, I'm not saying that I was a fucking G, but I was probably. I was probably a lowercase G at that time. Because you're a sixth grader, you've been through the ringer a few times. You know how shit runs at that school and you don't put up with that much shit. So as a sixth grader, I remember filling out this, this paper and it had the top three, uh, the top three jobs that you would like to be when you grew up, when you got out of school, college or whatever. And so my first one was, I wanted to be a rock star. And I put like Elvis Presley because it's fucking Elvis. He has the golden voice. He had the moves he had the manners. He had the entire package. And I, as a child, was a huge Elvis fan. And I wanted to be just like him. I wanted to talk like him. I wanted to move like him. I wanted to sing like him. Everything about me, I wanted to be Elvis. So I put that. And then I put uh, Oil Phil Foreman as my second. And then I put Sheriff as my third. And... The teacher picks up my paper because you know, I, I wasn't the best student, but I wasn't the worst student. But being there for six years, people know who you are after a while. And so the teacher grabbed it and she looks at it and she chuckles. <laughs> and I said, well, what's wrong? And she tells me a rock star like Elvis. Come on, let's be realistic. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? I can't choose a goddamn career that is going to satisfy me and fulfill my desires. I mean, well, I mean, back in sixth grade, I wasn't thinking about sex and drugs. I was just thinking about the rock and roll part. And so I asked her, I said, well, what's wrong with being a rock star? And she says, well, realistically, it's never going to happen. 
well, God damn it. This teacher just smashed out Jim Morrison, the second coming, because I was ready to fucking rock star it up. I had the, the, the attitude of Elvis and the love for Jim Morrison. This was later on in the years of love for Jim Morrison. I'm just talking about, you know, my future. And then this teacher's going to squash me, you know. And so at this time, I don't no longer have grape nuts. I have probably, I want to say pecans probably we'll say walnuts so now i get a high heel pointed toe kicked square inside my walnuts because now i can't be a rock star oh my gosh if i can't be a rock star then what the fuck the point of living at that point so i say well then i'm gonna become an oil-filled foreman and this dumbass teacher is gonna tell me well that's more realistic for you and at the time, I guess because I I had already been pissed off at the fact that she told me I couldn't be a rock star. That I took more offense saying that that's more realistic being an oil field foreman, which, again, no knock for anyone in the oil fields. I, I worked in the oil fields in and out and being an oil field foreman's a fu- tough fucking job. But again, I was already raging, you know, rage, rage, fucking rage at that point. And. I didn't appreciate how she answered me. And so I said, well, what what does it matter? What, what happens if I just don't become anything when I grow up? And she says, well, that's something that your family's going to have to deal with. I was like, what the fuck, man? So, uh, you know, things moved on. I, I got over it. And the sucky thing is that what you want to be when you grow up, it has to be the perfect storm. You have to have support from everyone and, and anyone And if you don't have support and you don't have that strong backing, then it's going to be really difficult for you to achieve your goals and your dreams. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's going to be really difficult. Now, the perfect storm, in my opinion, will be family support, school support and the financial backing to be able to fulfill whatever you want to do. Because unfortunately, every fucking thing you do, it needs money. But in my case, I already had a few strikes against me. Now, it might just be in my family, but I saw it as in our culture as being Mexican is that if you don't choose the right job, it's really rare that you're going to get that support. Now, if if you come from a long line of criminal history in your family and you tell somebody you're going to be a cop, they're going to ridicule you and say, you can't be a fucking cop. You can't arrest your own family. So being a cop is, is out of the question. Which that was an actual conversation with a couple of my cousins that I told them that I wanted to become a cop. And I was told how stupid that sounded because a lot of our family aren't straight and narrow. So how would it be that I'm going to bust my own cousin? Doesn't make any sense. So with culture not backing, not, not I wouldn't say backing, but not aligning properly with what you have planned in your future... It's more strikes and more steps that you have to take. It's a it's a more difficult path. Again, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it makes it a lot more difficult. And of course, money. If if you just you can't afford it, it's going to be even harder, unfortunately. Because fuck the most expensive schools out there just to be what you want to be when you grow up. It doesn't. It, it, what bothers me is that we're as children we're pressured to go to college, go to college, go to college, go to college. Yeah, that's a great 
a great thing to pump into your kid's mind. However, the teachers neglect to explain how expensive school is. I don't know about now, but when I'm ta- this is all when I'm talking about when I'm growing up. When I was growing up, no one, not one teacher ever told me it's going to be 60, 70, 80, 90 up to $100,000 to get a fucking degree. So you have all these perfect okay so let's say everything's aligning you have great teachers to support your dreams a great family support system and the money just isn't there so growing up you think you're fucking unstoppable and then you go enroll in college and you get hit with that bill you know a couple thousand dollars for your first semester where in the fuck am i going to get a couple thousand dollars you know I'm not down for cross-dressing or anything. However, if I were still young and trying to go to college now, you'd probably catch me in some heels and a short skirt trying to earn a few bucks. Or I think there's this uh, website where you can find a sugar daddy. You better believe I'm going to have multiple fucking profiles on there trying to get me a sugar daddy to pay for my fucking college. But that's something that it's it isn't explained to us when we're when we're young you know we're just told the sky's the limit but the sky's the limit for certain career paths now you know like i was mentioning earlier about culture and family i'm not saying this for every mexican family i'm not saying for every culture i'm just going off of my experiences there was a lot of things that when i was a kid just didn't seem realistic because it wasn't pumped up and talked about in our house. One thing that was told to me was that I do need to work and I need to work hard. And thankfully, out of everything that I've managed to forget, I never forgot how to work hard. I get my ass up and go to work, even though I don't want to. Sick, pain, it it doesn't matter. I get my ass up and go to work. It's taken me a few years to realize how important it was. Back in my younger days, you know, back when uh, you're not quite a spring chicken, but you're hitting your early 20s and you don't feel like working because you don't think you need to. I went through a little rough patch where I missed some work, but now, fuck, I can't afford to miss work. You know, it's not because if we don't, if I don't work, we're going to starve. No, it's just because I enjoy providing for my family to where we're able to do things, you know, financially. But... When you're trying to chase your dreams in high school, and high school's the fucking worst, I tell you. Um, before I got to high school, let me just bring this up real quick. I remember in my eighth grade year, uh, there's an algebra teacher, and he was asking how many people plan on doing things big when they get out of school, go to college, go to university, be something amazing. And of course, I raised my hand because at that time I was really school oriented, although I was getting into fights left and right. I was I was raging back when I was an eighth grader. My father had just passed away. I didn't know how to deal with it. I just I could not be a teen. It was damn near impossible. I, I didn't know how to be a teenager. So I was trying to be bigger than what I actually was. And people in my eighth grade just kept picking on me. So I fought. I fought a lot. I was suspended left and right. But I still managed to graduate the eighth grade. But I remember this teacher telling me how many people want to go to university when you get it, when they get out of high school. And I raised my hand because at the time I really wanted to go to college. But he says, OK, everybody who has their hands up, half of you are going to disappoint your family and your eighth grade graduation will be the only graduation. 
that they will see. And I started laughing. Like, <laughs> yeah, right, bro. You don't fucking know me, Vato. I don't think he was a Vato. I think he was a Japanese fella. So I don't know the Japanese word for Vato. I'm not even going to try because I have no clue. And so my freshman and sophomore year, I did a lot of career planning. I did a lot of things. And the career path that I wanted to take was I wanted to be a law enforcement officer and or join the military. So military and becoming a law enforcement officer were on my two priority. I wanted to be a canine, canine sheriff deputy and I wanted to be uh, 11B infantry and 82nd airborne in the military. Th- those were my big dreams. I joined ROTC. I joined criminal justice. I joined all this stuff to pave my way so I wouldn't have to pay for college, but I'd still be able to make good money. Now, that was a great plan, and I would recommend any teenager now, if if college isn't your thing, look into the military. Not necessarily picking up a rifle and going to shoot the enemy. No, there's so many amazing jobs in the military. There's Air Force, Navy are probably the two best ones to choose as far as not seeing as much fighting and still being able to succeed in whatever career, have your college paid. That's a great career path. But for me personally, this is is just my personal story about my big dream and what I wanted to be when I grew up. So my freshman and sophomore year, I was paved out. I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to get a master's degree in law enforcement and become a canine sheriff deputy and eventually become a lieutenant in in the... as a sheriff and try to become a sheriff officer and not just a deputy. That, that was my big goal, which was very realistic at the time. And so freshman, sophomore year, I was just fucking nailing school, A's and B's, you know, a couple C's in here and there. But overall, I was succeeding to where it was looking good. Teachers were asking me about my my future and I, was, I explained to them exactly wanted the steps I wanted and how I was going to get there and the deadline I was going to be to become a sheriff deputy. Well, everything was looking good for the old grumbler here. However, junior, my junior year hit. That's where I fucked everything up. I was introduced to drugs. And at the time I was right around my sophomore year going into my junior year I started listening to classic rock a lot classic rock and heavy metal I was raging I was rebelling I wasn't really allowed to listen to heavy metal uh, growing up in my elementary and junior high years freshman and sophomore year I still listened to a lot of what my mom told me as far as my music choices but when my junior year hit it was fucking over I went to to the extreme when it came to music, I was listening to deathcore metal. I was listening to Screamoid. I was listening to Marilyn Manson, which was one of my top and still one of my top favorite musicians of all time. And Corn, I was listening to a lot of Corn. Slipknot had just came out, and so you, everything that's going to piss your your typical Mexican mother off. I was no longer listening to oldies. I was no longer listening to Vicente Fernandez, Bronco, Los Tigres. I was no longer listening to that stuff. I was listening to Marilyn Manson, Corn, Slipknot. And then I was introduced to The Doors. That's when I absolutely fell in love with The Doors. And when I started doing research on, on Jim Morrison. Now, for all you youngsters out there, when I say well, we had to do research, I didn't have the luxury of just popping on the fucking internet and Googling the doors and Jim Morrison. I had to go to the library and pull up a fucking encyclopedia or a rock encyclopedia and actually read shit about him. The only time that we actually had 
availability to use the internet was in school and they were sure in the hell not going to let me look up Jim Morrison or Marilyn Manson. There, there's no way, you know, that's promoting sex and drugs and rock and roll. Well, so I, I got introduced to drugs, which I still remember like it was yesterday. I was smoking some weed and I love, just absolutely love the feeling. And so at that moment that I had inhaled my first drug, you can say, I put myself into this unrealistic persona that I was a pre-rock star where I might not be doing the touring and the singing, but I was writing songs and I had the sex, drugs and the rock and roll. The rock and roll part as far as me listening to uh, all these albums of these amazing musicians. And so I remember I was I, I started getting pretty, pretty big into drugs and, uh, you know, went to weed and then I experimented with cocaine and, you know, just just the other drugs that that you shouldn't be experimenting. And I'm very thankful. I count my lucky stars every day that I'd never died from the shit that I did when I was younger. But I remember I was I, I had just finished smoking weed. It was fresh on my shirt. You can smell my shirt reeked of, of weed. And I went to one of my classes and my teacher asked me, it was career day of all things and asked me, what is it that you want to be when you grow up? And me being me at the time, because I was, again, I was just a fucking degenerate at the time. I didn't give a shit about school. I didn't give a shit about anything. I said, I am going to be a drug dealer. And my teacher asked me, why do you want to become a drug dealer? And I said, why? Uh, because I can make a lot of money. I can make my own schedule and there's no one to fuck with me. Why wouldn't I want to become a drug dealer? Drugs are rampant in high school and I can sell drugs pretty much anywhere. So why wouldn't I want to become a drug dealer? And her response was, well, because that's a waste. Oh, it's a waste to you because you see it that it's not morally fit to become a drug dealer. And in my mind, I, I know I was just come being complete asshole. And I know the teacher is probably you thinking in her mind, you fucking idiot. Are you really that stupid? But you know, you're, you're high. You want to rebel. And so I wrote drug dealer on my paperwork and then I wrote rock star. And then I wrote, what else did I write? I think I wanted to become an oil field worker again, just like my dad. And so I, I was completely removed from reality at that time that being a drug dealer and a rock star just wasn't going to happen. And so I started chasing these dreams. I started, you know, becoming a rock star without becoming a rock star. So my, my senior year hit and I'm still involved in drugs. I'm still partying. Yeah, yeah, bro. Fucking party. Let's, I'm going to put some cocaine on my nipples and snort it, bro. You know, I'm talking about we're, we're, we're going to, we're going to fucking party hard. This is what's going to happen. And I kept partying. I kept not going to school. I'm really shocked I didn't get kicked out of school. That's the bizarre part is I never got kicked out of school. I went to one class, which was ROTC. And I think the entire year, my senior year, I a total, I went to three other classes. One being ROTC and two being, I want to say it was history. No, English and Fuck, I don't even remember now. <laughs> but it was, it, oh, Spanish. I, I, I did do Spanish. So it was Spanish. And which reality check, just because you speak Spanish, it doesn't mean you speak Spanish, Spanish. 
There's a lot of words like fucking edificio. You're not taught edificio when you're a child. No one tells you, oh, mijo, vete para el edificio y ve agárrame los papeles. No one tells you that shit. People just say, hey, ve agárrame los papeles ahí adentro. You know, go over there and give me those papers from inside. That, you don't, edificio. Give me bullshit. So, I fail Spanish, of course, because obviously I'm not that type of Mexican because I wasn't taught professional Spanish. I was taught hood Spanish and Spanish from the rancho, which I think is totally acceptable. But a lot of things that compiled against me to where I completely fucked up my future. First off, number one thing was I was just flat out lazy. I didn't want to work hard. I didn't want to do my homework. I did not want to do anything to where it was going to make my dreams more more realistic and at that time on top of me fucking up in class you add my mom and i fighting all the time because i was a fuck up i just kept fucking things up i was an asshole at school my mom and i bumped heads so badly i'm very glad she didn't punch me or stab me a few times she could have easily smothered me when i was asleep because i was that much of an asshole and i'm really glad she didn't because then you wouldn't have the grumbler here i mean damn can you imagine no grumbler podcast a lot of people, a lot of kids don't pursue their dreams because they have family issues. They don't have the money. And most importantly, a lot of them are lazy. Yes, teenagers are lazy. I'm not talking about their chores. I'm talking about schoolwork. Schoolwork sucks. I mean, I, I don't want to say it in a bad way, but think about it. Every single day, a lot of, you know, all of us knew who went to school that we just get pounded and pounded and pounded with fucking schoolwork that ultimately means nothing in the real world so now put that on top of a teenager trying to fulfill her dreams now put discovering sex for the first time you hormones are crazy you just become boy and girl crazy and you don't pay attention to your school because being with a girlfriend boyfriend is way more important i'm talking about myself i'm not talking about anyone now i'm just this is all from from my perspective and so Discovering your hormones, uh, not having a strong backing for your, for, from your family or any support system, period, and then not believing yourself. Teenagers have really low self-esteem. You can add that with bullying. You can add that with them not being confident. And most importantly, it's just them being teenagers. Being a teenager makes you have low self-esteem because of all this bullshit that's out that you need to look like this and be like this this is one of the main reasons why i hate fucking influencers these influencers are such pieces of shit that they make these unrealistic goals for these super influential kids or easily influenced kids that when they can't achieve that they start looking down on themselves and trying to alter who they are to try to be like these fucking influencers. And if my podcast ever become big enough to where some influencer is actually listening to my podcast, fuck you and fuck for whatever you're trying to sell or show just to make money. Well, you know, whatever your hustle is, but fuck you for fucking up with people's self-esteem and making these poor kids hate themselves more than what they already do being a teenager you already hate yourself because you don't look like like the football player you're not like the cool kid you weren't blessed with all these handsome ability 
genetics and all this other shit. You know, you might be like I was. I was a pudgy little kid who just was able to be athletic enough to play baseball and enjoy it. But I wasn't a superstar. I wasn't no fucking King Griffey Jr. I wasn't no LeBron James in high school. Some kids just aren't born with that athleticism, male or female. And then you have these dumbass fucking influencers who make you feel even worse because you're not out at Bora Bora at the age of 16 doing backflips in the fucking water. Man, fuck you, influencers. Now that I got that out of my system. So you add culture, family, being lazy, low self-esteem, and giving up because you just keep get drowned in the at the real at the reality that you won't achieve your dreams. And it's so important that these being young that it really has to be a perfect storm for these kids to succeed. And I really I really wish back when I was in high school that we had teachers uh, that cared a lot more than what they did for for me back when I was young. And for my girls now, all three of my little girls, they I do nothing but support them and tell them and boost their confidence how amazing they are and how smart they are and that they can achieve whatever they want to achieve except selling drugs. That's not going to happen. I'm going to have to kick someone's knee out if they try to sell drugs. But my wife and I, we, we pump their self-esteem up. We pump their, their brains up. We pump them up to where they can actually believe that they can do things. Not just fall short to, well, maybe you can't do that. That's such a bad thing to say. You know, if if your kid is struggling in school, don't don't give up on your kid or don't make them think that they can't do it. Get them a tutor, you know, and if you're too embarrassed, a lot of parents like me personally, there's a lot of things that I don't know. My my 17 year old is taking fucking physics right now. There's not a goddamn thing I know about physics that I can help my daughter with. With her homework. There's no way I I can't even pretend that I know physics because I don't. And. The thing with the thing with kids that are excelling in school, it makes it really difficult for a lot of parents who don't have that advanced education or parents who something came up in their life and they had to drop out of school because, you know, life happened and not the life that they chose or they not necessarily wanted. I shouldn't say chose, but not a life that they wanted, but a life that they chose against being sex, crazy drugs, whatever, you know, depression. Things happen to where a lot of people didn't finish school, which my generation, my mom's generation, a lot of generations have have a long line of kids not finishing high school. And it's really sad because when you have a child who's excelling in school and you try to help them with their homework and you have no idea what to do, that kicks you in the gut, making it realize that, fuck, am I that dumb? No, you're not dumb. You just haven't learned it. Get on the internet and learn. Internet is at your fingertips. You can learn fucking anything from there. So don't feel bad because your kids might be smarter than you. That's not a bad thing. That's an awesome thing. So let's not let what happened to us. And I'm talking about the ones that weren't able to fulfill their dreams because shit happened when you were growing up. Let's 
not repeat the cycle. Let's pump our kids up so they can succeed. They can become a doctor. They can be law enforcement officers. They can become whatever they want to become. And I mean, my kids' dreams alone have, they amazed me. My 17 year old wants to be a large animal veterinarian and she's wanted to be this ever since she was a child. I mean, ever since she was a baby, I'll say about six, maybe I think that's when I first heard her talking about wanting to become a veterinarian. My 14 year old wants to become an astronaut. And if she can't become an astronaut, because, you know, realistically, the, the application process for NASA is really tedious. It's a real cutthroat application process to become an astronaut. She wants to become a surgeon, which is fucking awesome. And we pump her up. We pump our 17 year old and our 14 year old up. You can do it. Now, my 10 year old wants to become a paleontologist. When I was 10 years old, I couldn't even pronounce paleontologist. And my 10-year-old has been talking about becoming a paleontologist, I think, for the last five years. She wants to become a paleontologist. Again, that is awesome. Now, for whoever's kids have these wonderful big dreams in future, let's pump them up. Let's do what we can to help these kids succeed. Because if you think about it, parents, if your kids succeed... That's a lot less work you have to do because your kids owe you. So you can just kick back and chill while they support you now. It's only fair, right? You can't you can't expect them to support you as an as an old ass adult when they're working at Build-A-Bear because they just felt like they didn't have enough confidence or they didn't have the ability to become what they wanted. No, we, we have to pump them up so we don't have growing up Build-A-Bear employees who are there out of force and not by choice. You know, I'm not, I worked a bazillion jobs. I've worked McDonald's. I've, I've scrubbed toilets. I've cleaned blood and vomit. I've done a lot of shitty ass jobs growing up. And it's not because I, I wasn't able to become whatever I wanted to become. It's because I, me personally, I didn't have the confidence. And on top of being lazy, I gave up on a great opportunity that, that I had because I didn't have enough confidence in myself. And I don't want that for our kids and you know, for all the adult listeners that I have. You don't want that for your kids if you have kids. But obviously now you know, I'm 38 years old. I'm not a drug dealer. I mean, my plans becoming a drug dealer didn't really work out because I can't go to prison. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, I'm not a bitch or anything. But I'm not to I'm not about to get shanked in the shower because they think I'm hiding something in my prison purse or because I looked at them wrong. I'm not down. I can't be scrubbing my underarms and my junk and they get shanked seven times in the back. It's not going to happen. And there's more than one way to get shanked in prison while you're taking a shower. I'm not just talking about with a knife and I'm not down with that. So I, I, I retired from becoming a drug dealer early. And I also am very grateful and thankful that I was able to stop doing drugs right out of high school. I did drugs for about two years. And then when I got out of high school, I was like, fuck that shit. I'm not going to end up licking windows because I smoked myself stupid. I, I, I can't do that. And I'm very grateful because of that. I, I have a wonderful family and my career now. It's not the worst career. It's not something I wanted, but this career actually chose me. So, uh, 
And for the career choice that I have or that I'm in now is I drive big rigs. I drive diesel trucks. I deliver to big chain restaurants, Taco Bell, Panda, Arby's, places like that. It, it's it's tough work. The pay isn't too bad. The only shitty thing for me is that I work graveyard. But again, I didn't choose this career. The career kind of chose me. It was a quick thing that I can get my license when I lived in Washington and make a lot more money than what I was making when we moved up to Washington. So I jumped on the opportunity and here I am. I'm alive and well. I wouldn't say I'm physically functioning to my peak because I'm all fucked up. But you know what? I still go to work. I still do what I do. But that's besides the point. I'm going to wrap this up now. It's uh, It's been nice talking about my dreams when I was a child and what I went through to, to be where I'm at. I'm glad for the struggle. I'm thankful for everything that happened. I could have done without the drugs. I could have graduated high school. Oh, that's another thing. I didn't graduate high school because I was all fucked up on drugs, sex, and rock and roll. And I should have graduated high school, but I didn't. I'm not kicking myself anymore. I used to a lot, but now, you know, I just roll with the punches. But, you know, let, let's support our youth. Let's our children, our kids. Let's let's pump them up. Let's support them. Let's let's not have them make the same mistakes we made growing up. Let's break the cycle. Let's have more successful kids and not kids that are forced to work at Build-A-Bear for three fucking hours or work at fast food. Not because, again, not because they don't, they want to, but because they have to, because they don't have the education or the self-esteem to feel like they can do anything else. I appreciate everyone again. Thank you very, very much for listening and supporting my podcast. I am very thankful for all of my listeners. This is uh, has been a great, great, wonderful thing that I've been doing with this podcast. I really enjoyed doing it. It's super fun for me. I like talking all the shit that I talk. Uh, that's it, man. I appreciate everything. Good morning. Good night. Goodbye. This is Graveyard Grumbler. Everybody have a wonderful night. Thank you.